Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. It is currently 134 at Edmonton. The best beats in the city still uh, making it great. Royal Pizza. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. You know, our next guest uh, sometimes suggests that we don't love him anymore. That's not the case because today he is our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W I L H A U K today from parts unknown but stateside and one of my favorite places to go to we welcome back to the show uh from nhl hockey and rogers their regional play-by-play voice as well as the oilers radio network jack michaels hello jack how are you bobby i'm good uh and obviously uh it's it's slim pickings if i'm your headliner but nevertheless i appreciate the intro and we've got a lot to talk about don't we we do even more so than you and i would talked two hours ago we yes. have more to talk about now uh l- let me just ask you are you at the uh are you at the ritz carlton in that special place <laughs> no i'm not bob as you know uh the michaels <laughs> run a little bit more on a budget when uh when it's our own time <laughs> yes let's just say there's a very special stop of the tour where you're like Wow, I never thought. I don't know about you, Jack, but I never thought I'd. You know. I'm three buildings away. I could see it. I could see it, but uh, as for many people, it remains a little bit out of my grasp. All right, uh, Dardell Nurse, eight-year extension, nine point two five million. Uh, the initial report that came out about two weeks ago that, you know, maybe a four-year term, and I, I know we got a lot of feedback from the fans saying, you know, you got to get them uh, locked and loaded long-term, but the problem is the fans were under the belief, well, you know, we all knew it was going to start in the eights, but, the Jack, the reality is the market shifted a bit, too, with the Jones and Wierenski signings. I don't think McCarr is much because McCarr was four years RFA, four years UFA. Darnell's eight, Jack. He's eight years uh, UFA. Your thoughts on the deal? Well, I certainly think that the Oilers have captured what should be Darnell Nurse's best years. I mean, in other words, this isn't a contract that takes him to 39 or 40. This isn't a Parisi shooter-type deal. This is, you know, a guy coming off his best season and a guy entering what should be the absolute prime of his career uh, between ages 26 and 35. This deal is going to run out, I believe, when he's 35. So, you know, that you just said it. I mean, that's the market. So if you want a guy's best years, and, and we assume that those are going to be Darnell's best years, that's what you're paying for it right now in the summer of 2021. And to be honest with you, Bob, some of this you have to give Darnell a lot of credit. He bet on himself, and he's won, and he's won big time. Uh, but on the other hand, it's not like the others are left holding the bag. 
They've got Darnell Nurse, Connor McDavid, and Leon Dreisaitl, the absolute core of their team, you know, in Edmonton for the next, what is it, all three of them are guaranteed to be here the next six years? Is that correct, or is it five? Leon's got Bottom line is, Le- yeah. that core is here. Yeah, four for Leon left. Um, Sorry, four. My apologies. Yeah, four. Four, yeah. four for Leon, 17, 18, 18, 19, 19. Yeah, four for Leon, five for Connor, nine for Darnell, as you mentioned. And, of right. course, this summer. So if you want the window, Bob, I mean, look. Yeah. Here's the thing is fans want a championship window. You've now got a four-year window where you know all three are going to be here. And, you know, not not many teams can say that, where they've got four years of the absolute three key pieces all here, and none of them will be in decline, right? I mean, theoretically, none of those guys are going to you, – you don't, you don't typically see guys decline from age 24 to 30. So I don't know what more you can ask for. Uh, I certainly think Leon at eight and a half is a, is a good contract. And I would say for the value to the overall franchise, it's hard to take issue with Connor's contract. (laughs) If this seems to be a peak of the market type deal, but it retains a quality piece to what you hope will be a championship puzzle, that's the premium you have to pay, and it's there's there's precedent for it to have been done before. We've seen Pittsburgh and Chicago sign guys to to players, and and you know what? They're they're not giving those championships back, are they? No. Now, some would argue in Chicago that the the spike occurred, and they haven't really been the same since the did the two ten and a half million dollar deals for Kane and uh, uh, Taze. Uh, I, I might say Edmonton's a, a little bit different cycle. Let's not forget also, I mean, we, we talk about those three core guys, and they're the three core drivers. And then they're supported. There's two other guys to me that are part of it. You know, Nugent Hopkins staying for eight years, and Jack now Zach Hyman. So that's four top six forwards that you've got signed for fast math here, $32 million for those four guys. And then Darnell on the back end for nine. So basically for about a million more dollars, if I got that right, 12 and a half, eight and a half is 21. Five is 26. Five and a half, 31. Let's say 32. Let's say for 41 million, the Oilers have five guys signed and the Leafs have got their uh, Tavares and Matthews and Marner and Nylander, four forwards signed for 40, and the Oilers have four forwards and a D signed for 41. So, uh, you know, and people say, well, Toronto hasn't won anything either, but they're somewhat similar in terms of having some of their, you know, Tavares is different because he's an older player. But it's Well, an interesting- the Oilers are betting on themselves too, Bob. Yes. We always talk about players betting on themselves. The Oilers are placing a bet that these five guys are going to be able to be built around and win a championship together. Sometimes you got to bet on yourself. It doesn't always work out. It it didn't work out for San Jose. They never quite won a championship with, with a number of core pieces that were great players for a number of years. But at some point you, you've got to bet on yourself, uh, you know, and you've got to bet on a certain market, a certain, you know, quintet, quartet, quintet of players that you think you can you can fill the gaps around. Uh, the one thing 
I'll say about, you know, Chicago and Pittsburgh is they had a lot of veteran, you know, they had a lot of veteran pieces around the core. Yeah. So when those guys got old or injured or, you know, hurt in Seabrook's case, all of a sudden I I think the, the precipice was a little bit more dramatic. Right now the Oilers don't have anyone you know, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, outside of Duncan Keith, there, there's not, and he's on the books for two years. There's not a lot of guys I, I foresee coming into Edmonton that are going to be at the end of their careers. So, uh, you know, it, it is a little bit different situation for Edmonton. Now, of course, you're, you're right. It's also a little bit different. They haven't won yet. So you are betting that this right. team can win it. But when you want to retain core pieces that you've identified as the ingredients that you think will result in the championship, you've got to, you've got to get it done. You've got to bet on the fact that these are the guys, and that's what Ken Holland is. You know what I find interesting, uh, Jack? Last night, uh, Toast of the Town for Kevin Lowe, Glenn Sather was there, and uh, we're coming up on the anniversary of uh, the Wayne Gretzky sale, and that's what Glenn Sather called it when he did. His, we, we did an entire show back in 2013 on the Gretzky, the 25 years after right. the Gretzky trade. Right, it wasn't a trade, it was a sale. He said, on, he said on our show it was a sale. And I remember when Daryl Cates was pursuing the team, I had a show on another station at the time, and Wayne Gretzky came on our show as head coach of, of at that time, Phoenix. And I asked him point blank, do you envision under a Daryl Cates' own team, a scenario where the Oilers would have to sell off their best players, and Wayne cut me off right away and said, "No, you got to. You know what? If you want to, if you want to stay in the game, you got to sign your guys." And so the Oilers received some criticism for the Hall, Everly, Nugent, Hopkins signings, but they signed their guys. They got McDavid done. Nobody criticized that because he took less than he was worth. They signed. That summer, about a month later, they ended up signing Drysaddle. Jack, you'd remember this, and the Oilers got ripped for the signing on Leon. And and today they signed Darnell. Like you know what, you got to sign your best guys. It's that simple. And of any market that can appreciate that, it's this market because we watched the greatest team in the history of the game, in my opinion, the most electrifying, exciting team of all time, basically get sold off, and watched it get dismantled. And it sucked to watch. So I, I do find it interesting, Jack, that there, there's there's yeah but guy out there. They ju- you know they've got Connor, they got Connor done for eight, Leon done for eight, they've got Darnell done for eight. They should be like in my mind, the money, the money's the money, but it's the commitment that matters. You know what I'm saying? Well, I I think Bob, what you're I, what you're going to run into there is people will say, well, you know, those assets were sold off after they'd won you know, two, three, four championships, and, and, then, and then they were sold off. Now, in today's day and age, though, <laughs> as you know, especially when your, your key is, is drafting and developing, and with, with Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Nurse, you're all talking about drafted and developed players. Now, granted, they're all first-round picks, but when you draft and develop the guys, you've got to – sometimes do it in reverse where you, as you say, otherwise they're going to leave. So you, you have to bet that these are the guys and that's what Edmonton's doing. It is absolutely right for some fans to say, well, they haven't won anything yet. That's correct. What this is today and what the earlier day deals were all about were this is 
these are the guys we're betting on will win. And in order to win, we need to have them around. We can't let them go as free agents. So we're signing them. And we're signing them to whatever that particular market dictates. If you're going to criticize the Oilers, well, in retrospect, you should have got them done in, in Darnell's case after, you know, not the same kind of year he just had. Well, that may be that may be fair, but that's the game that is constantly being played by managers and players. You know, when to pull the trigger. If, if Darnell hadn't had the season he had, he probably would not have gotten the deal he got today. Sometimes the player bets on himself and wins, and sometimes the team bets on their players and wins. That's what remains to be seen right now, whether this bet that not just Ken Holland but previous Oilers general managers have made in terms of the deals that were set up for McDavid and Drysaddle, they're betting that it's going to work out. What we don't know yet is will they achieve even half of what those 80s teams achieved. That's why I think you're getting some consternation yeah, well, from the fans. But it's, it's a different time, Bob. You've it's got a to, cap system today, too. Exactly. It wasn't a cap system you're, back you're then. Betting on, you're betting on future assets. I mean, right. they're assets right now. You're betting on what they're going to do in the future and players that they might be able to bring in to help the team get there in the future. Part of this is about recruitment, too. So that's what's going on here. It doesn't work the way it did in the 80s. It's not often you win and, and get paid anymore now you've, you've got a young team that's developing no longer young i mean bob i'm taking that excuse out of the mix these are now mid-20s players that are proven nhl standout type of players now it's time to deliver in the wins and losses they're going to have one of the six or seventh oldest teams in the league they've added keith they've added Derek ryan uh mike smith they're going to have an old team jack just very quickly but not long term bob you're right not, not long, long all right just very quickly yeah. Uh, your second trip in the States, Mike Russo reporting that the NHL is clamping down on players doing uh, social engagement uh, meetings with fans and golf tournaments and charitable uh, scenarios as well. This is your second trip down in the States. Have you noticed a difference between when you're out in Sherwood Park versus uh, in the various parts of the eastern United States? Well, there's more, I would say there's more masks here than there are in Alberta right now. Uh, I mean, there's definitely cautions, you know, precautions taken, including, you know, our family. I mean, we definitely take the, the proper precautions, especially when we're indoors. So I would say there's more of a mask presence in terms of the obvious things, which is I assume what you're asking about. There's definitely more of a mask presence here than there is, uh, at least in, in Sherwood Park and Edmonton, from what I've seen, Bob, I, I haven't. Well, I haven't Sherwood seen Park also has basically since July. Yeah, uh, Sherwood Park has a very high vaccination rate, as you know, Jack. Right. And in some states like Florida, they do not have. Um, Florida, uh, Tennessee has a surprisingly low vaccination rate, and we get people saying, "Oh, it doesn't matter. The vaccine doesn't help." You, lots of people. It's the degree that we're talking about. It's just really interesting to to watch this, Jack, because we're not a lot, we're not out of the woods yet in terms like we're all hoping that we're potentially back up and running and traveling and everything else and it's business as usual and full speed ahead and all those sort of things. But there's still going to be some challenges along the way. You know what I'm saying? 
There's no guarantee. There's no guarantees. I mean, Bob, we're certainly hopeful for the upcoming season. Yep. Uh, as you know, I had a couple of opportunities to to take advantage and visit family, and I took them. Uh, as you know, we've we've taken the proper precautions. I don't mind saying on live radio that I'm doubly vaccinated, uh, but that doesn't mean I'm I'm throwing caution to the wind. So we still take uh, you know cautions and, and wear masks indoors when we're in the states. It's just a different scene in Alberta. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we, we tend to kind of go with the flow depending on the province and the state we're at. All right. Great stuff, Jack. You take care. All right, bye-bye. 149 in Edmonton. I want to read this text. Uh, former D-man Marks jumped back into LaFray on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Uh, this part of the conversation that you had with Jack is exactly why the Oilers are in good hands being managed by the OEG today. Until, says former defenseman Mark, until Daryl Cates became involved, the team never had the money to retain their players. Prior to Gretzky leaving, salaries were undisclosed and kept artificially low. Once they became more transparent, they grew at a steady pace to the point where the Oilers, had, who had limited means, were challenged to compete. With the cap and the ownership, they can keep their players if they wish to and have the players for their entire careers. Uh, you know, uh, I, I saw Cal Nichols last night at the Toast of the Town event, and in my mind, Cal Nichols should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, not once, but twice. He resuscitated the Edmonton Oilers franchise. But there were days during the Edmonton Investor Group era certainly before the salary gap where Kevin Lowe's general manager was forced to trade the likes of Doug White and Bill Guerin because Edmonton couldn't pay those guys what they would be worth. Uh, now, the Chris Pronger trade that started the whole battle, uh, part of the battle, I guess, initially, because it was ultimately the Dustin Penner free agent signing, which or RFA offer sheet, which, by the way, Dustin Penner scored 93 goals in four years. Okay. He was a pretty good player for the Edmonton Oilers, and they got back a first-round pick that turned out to be Oscar Kleffbaugh. But uh, sometimes I think people forget that when they do a little bit of storytelling and want to slag on Dustin Penner. Um, Especially the final two years that he was at Edmonton. The year with Pat Quinn, he scored 30 goals and was plus six or seven on a team that wasn't very good. And uh, Dustin Penner also won a couple Stanley Cups. But, you know, it is interesting. Like... (laughs) Towards the end of the EIG, they certainly, once we got into a hard cap, they, they were better positioned to be able to offer better deals. No question about it. But certainly the Gretzky sale, the Messier sale, those were sales of players at that time for Peter Pockleton, who was strapped financially. All right, man. It taxes 780 uh, this text comes in. You've always stated that Darnell is going to uh, work out, Ryan. You've emphasized over and over about his work ethic and commitment, uh, the family pedigree from his siblings to his dad to his uncle. Why didn't the Oilers organization recognize this and give him a deal two years ago? Now it costs him the money. Well, there's more than one party. There's another party in this as well. That's the agency and the player. The player bet on himself. That's what occurred here. All right, we go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel Experience. A great holiday to Vancouver in a private jet. Three nights hotel, $6.99. It takes place in September. Details at newwesttravel.com. 
And here's Brendan Escott. 1998, the Oilers re-signed 25-year-old Todd Marchant to a, a two-year contract extension. He had 35 points the previous season, over 71 games, and was uh, one of the game's best penalty killers at the time as well. Of course, you remember the overtime winner in that uh, year's playoff series. He played five more seasons in Edmonton before signing in Columbus as a UFA in the summer of 2003. Does some work for the Anaheim Ducks this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. Experience a great holiday to Vancouver on a private jet with three nights hotel for just $699. Visit newwesttravel.com for more details. Brendan, you can uh, fire up the music if you want. You want to bring it? Reed Wilkins has inside sports night. He'll have conversation around the Edmonton Elks and Darnell Nurse, who again does his availability at uh, 4.45 today. The order signing Nurse to an eight-year extension, 9.25 million. It'll kick in starting not this season, but the next season. Brendan Escott will have the show for you for the next uh, couple weeks at minimum. Reed Wilkins will be joining Brendan on uh, Monday's show. Brendan, you're going to do, uh, I know we did a legend series. Are you going to try to work that into some of the shows over the next three weeks? Oh, yeah. Your voice won't be gone from the airwaves for too long. We'll uh, find a way to work that. All right. You'll have lots of exciting stuff, lots of discussion around the Edmonton Elks is around. You'll hear Jack Michaels and Cam Moon on the show a few times as well. well I want to just say to everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this basically wraps up the 10th season of Oilers Now from my end. Uh, we started on August. August 22nd, 2011. And I've worked 100 of the last 101 weeks, so we're going to take a little bit of a break and try to recharge the batteries. Uh, For all of you out there, stay safe, stay positive. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Angela Coqua today from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen I. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.